activate your personal shield and get your trait to level 3, because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, with our very special guest, Dennis Brenvall. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how DICE and Dennis Brenvall created the Death Star DLC and talk Star Wars and Star Wars Battlefront. Sounds like fun. Let's get started. So if people don't know, may you please introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Dennis. I work with the Battlefront team at DICE uh, in Stockholm, um, where I'm. Uh, my, my title is lead designer, so I'm pretty much just channeling the enormous creativity uh, that the rest of my co-workers possess and uh, just, you know, just trying to gather it up into one cohesive package and then release it to our players. You're channeling the force. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> we try. <laughs> the force of creativity. <laughs> exactly. What What is it like to go to Star Wars and create something like the Death Star and bring that into Battlefront? Um it's always a combination of uh, an extreme honor, just being able to, you know, just add things to Star Wars and allowing fans of the franchise to view it and experience it from a slightly different viewpoint, maybe. Um, at the same time, it's super scary for pretty much the same reasons that you're actually adding stuff to you know star wars uh, so, so that can be uh, pretty nerve-wracking because you never know um what our fans will think uh, they'll always find unexpected things that they really love and then unexpected things that they really don't like <laughs> and then we have to adapt to that so it's always uh yeah it, it's in, in general though it's it's super exciting every you know it doesn't feel like a job it's not a job it's just like i just make star wars games for a living and that's just you know i yeah <laughs> you're living the dream you're not you're not working you're you're living for the sure <laughs> yeah i think a lot of people feel that way uh, at dice right now working on star wars yeah and i feel that way just covering because uh, battlefront is uh, one of my favorite childhood franchises like we would go over to our cousin's house go they had uh, a playstation 2 with battlefront 1 and 2 we'd boot right. that up and we'd play all night and all morning it was just so fun i know what you mean my one of my favorite star wars games growing up was actually rogue squadron oh. uh, and so that was super exciting finally being able to you know go into space and take on a star destroyer and things like that that you do uh, in, in rogue squadron uh, and uh, you know we we're all massive, I mean, just Star Wars nerds, of course, but fans of previous Star Wars games uh, as well. And uh, as you can probably notice from like some of our weapons that we've introduced and just how certain mechanics behave, um, we're, we're really trying to pay homage to, you know, the legends that came before us. Uh, and uh, for Rogue Squadron, for example, uh, the way you engage with the Star Destroyer and, and sort of targeting the weak points before you can take it out, that was just like a straight homage to, to Rogue Squadron too. Yeah, I, I love how you guys are going uh, all around the Star Wars and like exploring the different things that you can do with it, but also uh, looking back at the history of it and see what people before you got to bring to Star Wars as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the uh, the new weapons, uh, I think they're 
uh, from the Jedi Knight games, if I'm not if I'm not misremembering. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Jedi Knight. Uh, those weapons are awesome. I love the look of the Briar pistol. That is amazing. Right. Yeah, it's a it, it's quite efficient, especially on on maps where uh, you have a slightly longer distance of engagement. So you don't like it's not it's not brilliant. I think in close quarters, like in the Death Star, but it's really good if you go into Walker Assault or Supremacy and you sort of you you have longer engagement distances than the Briar pistol is. It, it's truly shining there. Yeah, it, I, I like to think of it as a sniper pistol instead of yeah. a, uh, a close-range pistol. Right, exactly. Especially with the, the alternate fire of that thing. It's just, yeah, really good at range. Yeah, what we've been saying on our podcast for like the past three or four episodes is you guys have just gone crazy and added so much new stuff. It's, yeah. It's awesome. Now, which is your favorite Star Wars movie? Um... Oh, that's a tough one. I'm, hmm, I'd say it's probably uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Uh, just because of, I, I think the locations that they visit in, in that film is probably my my favorite. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of, of uh, Jabba the Hutt and just the huts in general. And Jabba's Palace is probably one of my favorite locations. Uh, and out of, like, the... the the big three of the planets that they sort of visit. Um, my favorite is definitely Endor. Um, so Return is probably my favorite film. But I'm a huge fan of, of the TV series. In, in just like I, I actually find myself uh, looking at the TV shows for inspiration far more often than than the films at that point. At this point. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that with Bosk. I mean, he looks awesome, and you can definitely tell that you guys went to the Clone Wars and actually drew inspiration from that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Star Wars Rebels, where we keep um, teasing little things, uh, weapons, star cards, things like that from from that show. Uh, I'm sure you've watched uh, the, the first couple of episodes of, of Season 3 now, um, and I'm just, I, I'd love that that tv show so much uh i'm a huge fan and like i i have a, a a kid now he's two and a half and it's a little bit early maybe but i'm just <laughs> the, I'm, I'm introducing him to to star wars rebels right now and we're having a blast together i need someone to watch this with <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to brainwash him in a star wars at an early age yes <laughs> start from start early and he's sitting there watching uh, you know, season three uh, with his um, his Disney Infinity uh, uh, um, Esra figurine, and uh, you know, in his Star Wars shirt, and it's like, yep, <laughs> starting him off early. <laughs> yeah, I've worn my Star Wars shirt so much that uh, people around me are like, "Come on, dude, get a different shirt." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have multiple <laughs> multiples of the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it like for you to be working on? this crazy crazy behemoth of star wars um like like i i mentioned before uh it's just like a a mix of feelings and that like you it's it's super exciting because it's like a, a childhood dream to to work on this franchise but at the same time it's so scary because there's um it's such a big franchise it's such a big franchise and the fan base uh i wouldn't call them them angry at all but just passionate and they have uh, 
you know, it's it's one thing to like if you if you're playing like a, a role playing game or something. Like I, I'm I'm a huge fan of, of fantasy flight games and and their products. And playing like the third edition role playing game, you it's it's so easy to sort of dream up a scenario within the Star Wars universe and then sort of have a role playing session or, or around that. Uh, and you sort of when you think about the games, you sometimes um, you can feel like it's easy to just think of something, but then how to how to carry it out? Like how can you you can't build all of Star Wars? It's it's simply too huge, and making it uh, to the quality that we're really trying to nail down with our game, like it needs to look amazing. It needs to look, you know, arguably even better than the movie uh, because of the technology available to us these days. Um, that that it can be almost disheartening realizing that like you. Um, you know all the scenarios that I can dream up of as a GM of uh, you know working in a Star Wars role playing game. I it, it's not technically possible for us to build that in the game just yet, so <laughs> that that can be uh, frustrating. And then, but you can't really, um, you know, as, as Star Wars fans, you don't you don't want to hear excuses. You want to see results, and uh, <laughs> and and that can be uh, you know a little bit disheartening. That like you can't you. You know, you can't argue against their feedback. Sometimes it's just no. I that would have been awesome, but like we just, you know, we we can't build that yet. It's it's yeah. we don't have the technology. It's like I want I want a million explosions going on at once. You're like, whoa, slow down, dude. Yeah, but just things getting. You know, we're we're cramming out every single bit of the hardware in terms yeah. of like the. Uh, you know, we're sometimes I feel like we're, you know, we're pushing the the hardware too much to the point where uh, maybe some slow running PCs might have trouble running this game now. Yeah. And, and um, you know, and if we want to stick to that quality, sometimes it can be really tricky to to do all the the things that maybe um, a less graphically challenge uh, a, a more graphically challenged game uh, would have an easier time accomplishing. Yeah, like like we can tell when we uh, have our PS4 booted up on Battlefront, it's just like, come on, guys! <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we're going in! <laughs> Crank up the hyperdrive! <laughs> exactly. So, going into the Death Star some more, what was how important was it going to the movies and actually looking at the different scenes with the Death Star? Um, it's always extremely important especially uh, for our artists uh, they they just they they have like a sheet of like they have two screens they have they have several screens when when they work but at least one of them is is like always uh have that tab open where they have all the the concept images and um you know like behind the scenes photos of how they actually made the props and everything is like making sure that it's not it's uh you know, it looks exactly like the prop uh, or like the light is exactly that way or this part of this wall needs to be textured ex- like exactly like it was in the movie. Uh, so it's super important. Uh, at the same time, um, we're making a, a video game and not a scene uh, a scene from a movie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they um, when they made the film, obviously they weren't thinking like this 
this would make a, a perfect capture the flag layout right here. Because, <laughs> like that, that's not <laughs> what they're thinking about uh, during that stage. But but we have to think about those things. So sometimes we take creative liberties, uh, and you know we shuffle things around and we move things that you know might not be like super. Uh, visible in the film like we usually try to stay within the periphery of of that shot uh, and then take creative liberties but yeah. sometimes that, that's just a necessity that we have to uh, move things around uh, and just make the the level feel interesting as you're running around like i i spoke to um i think a youtuber called uh, star wars explained who's very much into the lore of star wars and uh, uh you know he's sort of uh, he, he picked up that like some of the locales that you as you run through the Death Star, they're sort of uh, it becomes almost like the greatest hits of the Death Star. Yeah, you move from like one iconic room to another iconic room and to a third iconic room. And when we spoke to Lucasfilm, they were like, "Yeah, like this this isn't necessarily how uh, the Death Star would uh, like the layout would not be this way." Uh, but it's a it is a video game, and it's more important for us that we that you, you guys actually hit like all those cool scenes rather than building like as the blueprint of the Death Star would look like because if that's the case then you would be looking at like so many dark boring corridors like and you <laughs> and we just wanted to like get all the all the rooms in so that like it's still a, a sort of tight condensed gameplay area but you you get to see everything or as much of of the of the Death Star that you're expecting yeah um I just made a cinematic tour of Battlefront and I was just blown away because I was going through these rooms trying to get these cool shots and it's just so cool. Like there's that one room where the where Darth Vader was choking out that uh, that officer and I was like, right. what? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite rooms and uh, the trash compactor. Uh, I'm very happy that we got that in. Uh, it's sort of in a different location than than the one that you go down, that they go down in the in in the movie. But like there they were there's several of the trash compactors in the Death Star apparently. So that was good yeah. to know. I would like to see uh, Luke, Leia, and Han in the trash compactor. That'd be funny. Yeah, super fun. <laughs> uh, it'd be so funny, like to have them doing their emotes. No. <laughs> <laughs> And then someone else will be uh, using the control panel far away and trying to, to squish them. Yeah. That'd C-3PO! No, C-3PO! <laughs> exactly. I've killed them! <laughs> what have I done? Now, going on to the heroes, what was what was that like bringing uh, Chewbacca and Bosk into the games? Two very different characters when you think about it. Sure, uh, but they actually go... Uh, hand in hand, quite well. I, I I feel, especially since you know Bosk and Trandoshans in in general uh, yes. are are known yeah. as Wookiee hunters. So we we always felt like uh, when we're able to build uh, to bring Chewie in, we should definitely bring Bosk uh, along with him. Uh, and so that was always the plan. Um, Chewie, uh, from a from an art standpoint, took a long time. Uh, just to to get him looking right, and you know our, our artists will will never be happy <laughs> with, yeah. with you know they'll never be fully happy in that yeah this is done now, um, but they worked hard day and night uh, to get him to look as, as good as possible. It's um, you know super challenging to to make a character uh, you know who's completely covered in fur yes. uh, 
and make him sort of look and feel and behave naturally um, in 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 a video game. Um, so that's been a that that was a challenge. Um, I know some of like the artists were like they would have loved you know to continue working on on like the hair shaders forever just to make him look yeah. as good as possible. Um, but the- yeah, he he was fun. Yeah, there's a point where you just have to say, okay, guys, if we do this, we're going to blow up everybody's PC and PS4. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, yeah, we're happy to have Chewie in, but now the frame drop, <laughs> the, the, the frame rate is dropping. So. Oh, no, here comes Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> Quit the game, <laughs> hurry. Lagging. Yeah, no, we don't want that either. Um, but uh, Chewbacca was fun. Um, we, we sort of tried out a bunch of different concepts with him, um, just trying to find that um that key component that sort of the the theme of of chewbacca we're always trying to find like a theme of each hero a gameplay theme that we sort of rally around Uh, you know like um we we started out having him be very sort of feral uh with roars and smashes and like a lot of that stuff uh and while that was cool uh we 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 were sort of like i'm not sure if this is really you know, he feels more like a monster than a, than than Chewbacca, yeah. so that wasn't really right. Uh, and so we tried out having him like be more of a sort of mechanic or an engineer, like when he uh, fixes up C three PO and just has a, a knack for, uh, you know, just engineering work. Uh, but that again made him feel like very uh, stationary, almost like nine numb uh, in in some in some uh, cases. Yeah. Uh, and so eventually we're like, okay, let's let's uh, let's settle on on like the bowcaster. That's the most iconic thing uh, from a sort of gameplay mechanics perspective of Chewbacca. And then we sort of made his trait around um, his bowcaster, gave him a special ability related to his bowcaster, and just uh, you know, and and we we still kept those other components in some uh, shape or form, uh, but. Um, you know, we then then we sort of felt like okay, now now it actually feels like Shuey. He's sort of lumbering around. <laughs> He's larger than everyone. He's slower than everyone. But you know, he can take a lot of punishment, and he has a very very powerful bowcaster. Yeah, I was just saying this uh, episode before last that I could definitely see that you guys were looking into what makes Chewbacca Chewbacca and looking that uh, he's supposed to be the guy that's got your back. He's the friend and he's the supporter of Han Solo. So a uh, Han Solo can always go back to Chewie and he's there for him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for Bosk, um, it was a little bit easier, um, especially since... Uh, he, he is a monster. <laughs> he, he is a monster. He's a bounty hunter. Uh, and you don't have as much, um, I guess, emotional uh, connection to him from the films and everything. He didn't have a huge part in, in the, the original trilogy, but he has been featured quite a lot in the comics and the, and the TV show. Uh, but for, for him, it was just more about capturing that, that feral bounty hunter um, gameplay style um, but at the same time, uh, pay homage to the legends that came before us by introducing or reintroducing the regenerating health uh, upon killing enemies as a hero. Um, so that's something that, like, okay, this this feels like a trend ocean regeneration. But at the same time, it's a it's a throwback to uh, the previous battlefronts. Yeah, and. I love the characters that you, you that we know nothing about or almost nothing because like Nia Num, he's while well, he is my favorite uh, character in Star Wars. We didn't know much about him, but you guys brought this this really nice character uh, to Battlefront. And then Dengar, like nobody uh, nobody knows 
a lot about him, but you guys brought uh, these cool abilities to that and brought him out as this really fleshed out character. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, for for Nyanam, we uh, we actually uh, spoke at length with with Lucasfilm, and they really uh, encouraged us to explore sort of a, a sniper gameplay style for Nyanam. I I had actually visited him more uh, as an engineer, um, but we sort of settled on like a, a an engineer sniper hybrid. Uh, which I thought actually worked out quite nicely. His um, his uh, sniping ability, coupled with uh, you know a very powerful infantry or just a turret in general that that can protect him or um, you know hold down flanking routes as he's taking out enemies at range. Uh, I thought that that proved uh, quite successful. I know uh, quite a few people who were initially thinking like nine numb who's that and then when they actually got to play him they actually now he's actually the their favorite character so that's really fun uh, and for dengar um one of the key points uh, from lucas film was that he's um he's very much sort of a, a seasoned old brawler uh, but he's also obviously a, a, a heavy weapons guy with dlt 19 and everything so that's something that we wanted to uh, portray in that he uh you know, he has a, a like a special melee attack and like an actual one of his abilities is like a, a charge uh, when he smashes people with the um, with his weapon. Um, but then also have more of a you know a heavy machine guy, uh, a machine gun guy, um, sort of taking that that those two gameplay themes and and joining it joining them together was uh, was fun. Yeah, I love his melee. It's just so awesome. Like a kick, that is awesome. <laughs> That's good to hear. I just love the sound it makes when you kick someone in the face. <laughs> I I love the uh, yeah, he's creating Dengar, especially his his voiceover. Uh, yeah. Simon Pegg is just uh, <laughs> a, a really funny dude, uh, and uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun recording him for for Dengar. Yeah, we had uh, Colby Boothman on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, we. Uh, he's the motion capture actor for Luke Skywalker. Uh huh. And he was going into like the, the the how fun it was going into the recording booth and actually running around as Luke Skywalker and how much fun that was. Yeah, yeah, that that's 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 good to hear. I'm glad he had fun. And uh, we have a listener uh, named Gregory. He actually is from the he's from Preston, England, and oh, really? he and he really liked the addition of Dingar and the his like his Cockney. accent, yeah, Cockney <laughs> accent. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I I love all the lines uh, related to taking a dirt nap. It's probably <laughs> like one of the, some of my favorite bits in the in the game. One of my gonna take a dirt nap. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite experiences, I was playing with my cousin with uh, Hero Battles. Uh, yeah. I was Han, I was Han, no, he was Han Solo, and I was a loot, no, I was a Dengar. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, best galaxy, uh, best pilot in the galaxy. And I was like, ooh, I'm so scared. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it was so funny because we, I was pressing, I was testing out all of his, uh, his emotes and then that one just randomly came up and we were just laughing so hard (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a lot of fun um how did you get to use the photogrammetry for the death star um like before um it's the same by now we've sort of 
mastered, uh, or at least not mastered, but like we've we've gotten quite comfortable with that that way of uh, of developing art. Um, you know, um, for for the expansions, we've gone um, so much into you know the um, sort of more hard surface um, materials like Cloud City and now the Death Star, where it's like corridors and uh, large open large rooms and and sort of a lot of square uh, connecting pieces uh, and and for that it's it's actually less useful with photogrammetry it's it's more uh, you sort of go back to traditional 3d art with, with that one um, so but we we still keep like the photo scan props and uh, all those references so it, like it's a it's a combination of the two um, but we've done uh, with hard surfaces, we tend to do more 3D modeling than actual scanning. Cool. And I think that's just an amazing piece of software that you've introduced to Battlefront because you can actually get the, you have the actual weapon and you get to scan that in and it looks, it look the weapons, all of them look amazing. The the weapons aren't actually uh, photo scanned at all. Oh, they're they actually. Aren't. No, they're they're fully three D modeled by us. Uh, but 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 there's some things that I'm I'm glad you still feel feel like they they look authentic. That is amazing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and um, you know, it's particularly hard uh, with weapons that the only references that we have uh, are oh. cartoons or like from the animated shows. Oh yeah. Like uh, the the X eight night sniper uh, was actually probably one of our hardest weapons to to make, just because we had no references of like the real world. Uh, mm. variation of that one we only had the one uh, from star wars rebels with when uh, when lando is firing that one so uh, we do have to take you know we work with, closely with lucasfilm we send them uh, concepts of it and then together we work towards creating like you know something that looks real uh, rather than animated that's it for this episode thanks for listening this episode of the star wars battlefront podcast is brought to you by our patrons on patreon if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. If you want to be on a guest on the show, you can contact us, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave feedback there as well. Uh, talk Battlefront and Star Wars. If you want to be on the show, have the subject line podcast guest, have a topic and a Skype account ready because we do this podcast guest episodes through Skype. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is tie-dye-sheep-yt. You can talk Star Wars there. I've been tweeting a lot about the Rogue One lately. That trailer is awesome. You can also follow Sage on Instagram at Tie Dye Sheep Films. Yeah, I've been posting a lot of like different stuff that we've been doing for the podcast there. Um, I actually won a giveaway from Audio Technica. Did a I just did a post on that. And then you can follow Sam it's at Chef underscore Wanna underscore B. What do you do there, Sam? Post different various food pictures. That's about it. May the force be with you. Always.